0: What's going on guys and gals? Welcome to episode 79 of the WorkPrint's Gamescast brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host Rob and I'm being joined by my co-host who's a very busy man, Bilal What's up, Balal?
1: I don't know i'm speechless um <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know i was so ready for this and then i got caught off guard by i don't know what uh, you much, control man. everything everything about this you control so I hit, I hit the start button i hit the go live button and i was totally caught off guard um yeah no it's been it's been an interesting week i tried live streaming last week uh because my son went down for the night and my wife was out of the house uh, I did some Halo multiplayer, and it just so happened that was the one night my son decided to wake up three times as I was streaming. And so I took that as a sign of it. maybe maybe streaming is not for me in my near future, unless <laughs> it's in the middle of the night. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, as soon as I stopped streaming, he went to sleep for the rest of the night, and I was like, great. Uh, but, no, things have been all right. How about you?
0: Uh, things have been good. I... I mean, we'll talk about this when we get into what we've been playing. I didn't, I haven't had a chance to play a lot of new stuff, considering mostly that there's not a lot of new stuff out right now. (laughs) I think the biggest release released today, and it's kind of hard to get in there and, and get a bunch of time in the day of the podcast, right, in the middle of the week. And so I had my aunt's 50th birthday party this past weekend, and I had to drive up to New Jersey. And so that took some time out of my gaming. While I was there, though, I did play about 35 minutes of dodgeball academia. I played it because I have a Razer Kishi, you know, the attachment that goes on my cell phone. So I played it via Xbox cloud streaming. And one again, I I know I say this and it would sound like a broken record when that thing works, man, it's like magic. It's so it really insane. Is. And then, yeah, I haven't played all that much. I really like the art style. It feels like a Saturday morning cartoon. Yep. And then I very much see, you've talked about this before, the mm, anime influences in it and how the characters act and talk. And So I'm excited to actually give that a play. I mean, we talked about this maybe off stream, but that's one of those games that you mentioned that you're going to have, a you know, some... Backing for, you think, that the end of the year when we talk about game of the year. So that and Scarlet Nexus are the two games I feel like you're going to talk about. So those are the ones I'm trying to get through. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, on the other hand, have been looking at my backlog and been saying, you know, I should start Psychonauts 2. I should finish Guardians of the Galaxy. I should probably start another one of these games that Rob has mentioned. And I'm getting absolutely nowhere with it when my son is just on a... Uh, Honestly, like, I could probably game with him sitting behind me right now. Like, like if he was awake and he was playing there, I could probably sit here and play a game. But then he just like sits there and he coos, and I'm just like, I took this time off to spend time with him. Uh, you know, as because this is the time to do it, and I just like, yeah, I, it's just this instant guilt that comes over me. So like, unless like my wife takes him out of the house, I don't know where I'm gonna get the time to play during the day. But um, and then like at night uh i mentioned in the pre-show like my wife and i had just been watching a ton of tv like we've been caught up on hawkeye we watched both venom movies uh we finished some uh, other shows off and so you know just trying to find that right balance of father husband uh and gamer and like i get to nine thirty at night and i'm exhausted like i i i went to bed at 10 p.m uh the last couple of nights and i was like ooh eight hours of sleep this play, <laughs> and and then you wake up and you're still tired um so i need i need so like tonight i've got this rock star energy right here i'm playing through that halo campaign as much as i can uh sacrifice sleep where necessary and uh you know uh hopefully i can really enjoy that but um well listen. i will say about dodgeball academia is uh-huh. um it starts off very easy it starts adding mechanics as the game goes on like Pretty much throughout the entire game. So if you're like, "This is kind of simple. I kind of got the hang of this," you probably do. But um, I would just say stick with it because it, from a difficulty standpoint, it does take a little bit to get going. It's not overly difficult, but it is a ton of fun. Uh, so uh, hopefully, you can at least get a couple of chapters in. Uh, you know, if you don't want to stick with it all the way through.
0: Yeah. No. I mean, I think I'll I'll stick with it all the way through. Honestly, it just you've praised it so much. And so far, it's very much up my alley as far as the art style is concerned in the, in the writing. I was going to say that just get ready because that whole balancing, being a father, working, gaming, doing a podcast, streaming, like that's a never-ending struggle. Yeah. Uh, as far as when they're that little, you know, once they get a little bit older, what I used to do, and you know, you're a better man than me, but you know, those like they're like rockers. They're like bassinets kind of, but they're mm-hmm. low to the ground and they're like these little rockers and you can like put your hand and give it a little.
1: Oh, the I the, used ba- to, the baby Bjorns, the ones that are they bouncing.
0: Yeah. And so yeah. like, well, the ones that, yeah, just a little bit, you know? Yeah. And so what I used to do is I used to, you know, put my son down right in front of me and have it facing me and have my foot like on the edge <laughs> while I was playing <laughs> And just looking at him, keep it, make sure he's still alive, still breathing every once in a while. He starts crying, give it a little rock, you know. You got to learn a little multitasking, kind of like yeah. a drummer, essentially, where your hands and your, your feet are doing something different.
1: Exactly. But, yeah,
0: yeah no, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. Uh, every week we come out here, we talk about <laughs> life kicking us in the butt. But uh, somehow we still find a way to get some games in. I, I shouldn't say that I haven't played anything i really just haven't played anything new and worth a talk about for the most part i'm still falling back into apex i'm at like on the cusp of platinum one just trying to get to diamond this split Mm -hmm. and then see i don't know maybe next split i'll try to go farther try to get to master stuff like that i did dabble a little bit in that new fortnite season oh i
1: is spider-man an early unlock on that no it's very
0: it's a very late unlock Uh. on the battle pass and another thing is, I, I get in there, and I haven't played in, in months. Like, I didn't play at all last season. I played a little bit the season before. I got in there, and I had, like, five or six kills right away. And I'm like, oh, these are they're bots. They're pitting me in with, with bots. I, I haven't played in a while. Skill-based matchmaking is doing its job, easing me back in. And then I see somebody running across, and I start shooting at them. Like, oh, here's another bot. And then all of a sudden, they've built the Sears Tower. I mean, elevators, <laughs> bathrooms, everything, you know? And I'm just like, oh, no, this is this is why I left. Um, But I will say that uh, some of the changes they've made, including the ability to slide down the hills and I actually like some of the new weapons. And so I think the battle pass alone, having Spider-Man and stuff is enough to kind of keep me in there. I really just wish they would release a no build, even if it's just like a limited time mode or something like that. Or if it's just like, here's we have a no build mode, just like we have the team rumble and stuff like that. It's only squads, it's only four man teams. I, I'd be totally fine with that. I'll play with randos if I don't have to build. They, uh,
1: but so I, you might have said this uh, as I was fixing some stuff in the background. But they did add like sliding and a grappling hook, right? Uh, so
0: so the, the grappling hook is the Spider-Man like web slingers and they're not in the base modes yet. Okay. I think that people were able to try them out because if you do like a custom arena, Uh, They have them unlocked in there uh, for some reason. And so, but the, what was the first thing besides the grappling hook? Sliding. Oh, sliding. Yeah, sliding is cool. Sliding is fun. It's not as fluid, in my opinion, as say, like apex is. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually think the sliding feels very similar to kind of halo, where I'm used to apex slide. So halos took me a little bit to get used to, and you don't slide quite as far, but when you're going downhill, the slide comes in super handy. So we had a couple of scenarios where we were far outside the zone and Fortnite more than I think any of the other BRs punishes you for being outside of the zone. And it overtakes you quickly. Like you, you kind of can't outrun it, you know, so you have to get into a vehicle or stuff like that. So what we did is we just got up to the highest point and then slid down the hill. Cause you do gain a lot of momentum sliding down. Um, I do think those are, are good changes and, and welcome changes. I, I don't know I'm just it's been so long I'm, I'm so out of the routine of playing Fortnite that I just can't build to save my life right now yeah. and the skill-based matchmaking seems to still have me somewhere around <laughs> season five and six when I was playing it <laughs> as much as I was and so I am just going up against absolute demons and it is driving me nuts. Uh, I Like I said I, I like the idea of Fortnite as a BR. The weapons, the mechanics it has. Obviously, the the fact that there are all these you know skins and stuff. But if they want this to be the metaverse they want it to be, right? Then they have to. I think they have to bring out a no build mode. You know, because that's what separates it from being just a battle uh, a battle royale that anybody can play, to being what I encounter on a regular basis.
1: Maybe like in my mind, like I think building is like part of the DNA of that game. But like I think if they could. Limit the number of pieces you could drop, let's say, like in a minute time frame. Uh, so,
0: they've, I think they tried to do that. They tried to slow down, not the number of pieces, but they tried to slow down like the actual building speed and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But then you got.
1: Um, if someone's already got a base created, you're just kind of behind. No, they got uh,
0: blowback. Sorry, I just blanked on the. They got um, blowback from their dedicated fan base. That's why I'm saying I don't think they need to take building out. I think they just need to add in a mode. That is a no build mode, you know, and then see what happens there and see where it goes from them. I bet you if they added in, I know for a fact that I have friends that would love to get into Fortnite and would play Fortnite just for the fact that they have disposable income and Fortnite has all these great characters and crossover IPs in it now. I bought if all they those introduced Naruto skins, <laughs> yeah. If they if they introduced a no build mode, I guarantee you you would see new players coming in, you know, versus. I understand that if you took building out completely, that alienates your hardcore and your competitive scene and stuff like that. I'm not I'm not talking about that, right? But I want people to have fun playing the way they want to play. But just give me a way to play the way I want to play, right? Uh, I think that is the next step for them in expanding Fortnite and growing it. I mean, like I said, if they want it to be this metaverse, you know, or the building block of their mm-hmm. metaverse, then that, I think, is the next logical step. Uh, no, besides... Uh, I- i'm in agreement but, I'm with you on that yeah besides that the only two new games that i've actually touched have been Riders republic which i mentioned last week that i was getting in the mail i was able to put in about an hour and 45 minutes into that it plays exactly how i want one of these games to play all right mm-hmm. i think it is very like arcadian it actually has the option of having auto landing or manual landing and if you set it to manual you get more points so you can kind of start off in auto and and ease your way into then doing manual and having a more complicated control scheme i understand that that game has a lot of sports in it Mm -hmm. right it tutorializes the bejesus out of that opening hour that opening hour is a tutorial and it is constantly taking the controls out of your hand by bringing up a tool tip up on the screen and just completely stopping you dead you finish a race and your character is just standing there and you cannot move because it's bringing up another like tool tip it kind of eased you into it and i just i i don't understand what they're doing like it, it honestly it turned me off like very much to the point where i was considering just stopping playing because it was taking it out of my hands so much you know mm-hmm. uh, but i think i'm past finally past i am not i don't think i'm finally past the true section it is just this open world very ubisoft you know they have a certain blueprint that they do for all their games it very much is an open world extreme sports game and it's cool because you can switch between the different gear on the fly. So I'll be in the desert or forest biome of the map, and I'll be on a dirt bike, you know, and then I'll get over to the snow section, and I'll get on a snowmobile, go to the top of the hill, then switch over to skis or snowboard to go down the hill. And, and I am finding myself just turning the radio off, pitting on the Spotify app and just exploring the map, finding a point that's far out that's already on my map and just traveling there so I can uncover the rest of the map as well and the other different races and locations and stuff like that. And so I think it is just very much like Forza, a nice little wind down game at the end of the night, you know, if I'm just trying to relax and and chill.
1: I feel like that, I feel like Riders Republic would be the perfect Game Pass game as much as I hate saying that about any game. uh, Yeah. It it just seems like it's not a game I think I could convince friends to buy, but I feel like if it's on Game Pass and I'm like, hey, let's just do some wacky, like, wacky, like wild sports um, and just race, like, down a mountain on skis or a snowboard, like, or, like, what was it, like, paragliding or something like that? Like, that... Yeah, that, I haven't that, gotten that yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that would be a fun way to, like, wind down on a, on a night and just doing some crazy sports <laughs> uh, yeah so. no
0: agreed 100 it's it would be the, like the perfect interactive chat room you yeah. know which is kind of what i treat forza as these days mm-hmm. um and you then be- some more forza yeah 100 percent. besides that i've also been playing to no surprise halo infinite specifically that campaign released today Unfortunately, that campaign released at 1 p.m. Eastern. (laughs) So it's funny because when I was looking up the times, I was actually looking up the times with the intention of maybe, you know, visiting New Zealand Oh uh, to try to get in there early. And then I saw that it was a simultaneous worldwide launch. And so it wasn't uh, launching here till 1 p.m.
1: Yeah, I had to cancel my tickets to New Zealand, uh, as I (laughs) usually do for most Microsoft (laughs) launches.
0: Yeah. And so I haven't got... Well... Hmm. You said that you've played about a half hour or so of it so far.
1: Yeah. And funny enough, I ran into, so I started it. My son went down yeah. for a nap. I started around two o'clock. I started playing through that first level and I was going for the skull in that first level. It's like uh, I hit on this, like little lift. Uh, there's three of them. I went up the wrong lift and, uh, there's like a red field that's like instant death. So you just get raised into that. The game, for whatever reason, decided to save a checkpoint on the left, on the left. <laughs> so when I spawned, I can't go down and I could only go up because of this left. So I had to restart yeah. the mission. <laughs> yeah. So um, I restarted it, made my way back through it. I'm playing on normal. Uh, I, I started on PC, um, Yeah. 3080 Ti, max ultra graphics, fantastic performance, running into no issues of any kind uh game is a looker uh for sure The yes Uh, of course i'm
0: playing on the series x and i have it in quality mode and yeah that's one of the things i texted to our our buddy matt is that this game is is pretty man it is Mm hmm hmm. it does sci-fi aesthetics the way i want sci-fi aesthetics to look Mm -hmm. right is i want them to look clean you know when i think of sci-fi that's the kind of sci-fi i envision Whereas I think a lot of modern games we get these days, they are, some of them are visually stunning in facial animation, like Far Cry 6, for example, which I'm also playing a little bit. The facial capture and the actual character models are fantastic. The world itself from afar is beautiful, but it's also kind of muddy, right? And I think that's the one thing that Halo Infinite shines is that it is very clean aesthetically across the board. Um so you were saying you had rants, no performance issues.
1: Yeah, it was it's just a very bad checkpoint. Um <laughs> the grunts speak so much. Uh even the, yes. even, the even the brutes. Uh and, and I, the I, and I, the jackals. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how chatty they are. Um uh, one of my favorite things my uh my buddy uh mentioned to me, uh as he's he's playing on legendary from the get-go. Uh he said he said if you like highlight the legendary um What's the text? Uh, The text for Legendary, like, for your difficulty, it says, oh, God, what was the exact text? It's something like, uh, you must really enjoy, like, Jackal uh, Snipers, uh, something along (laughs) that line. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. That's uh, all, uh, what I think. Recommended for fans of jackal snipers was uh, the exact yeah, description. That's um, hilarious
0: because that's always what I think of when I think of Legendary is yeah. I'm going to get sniped over and over by jackals and just get yeah. super frustrated.
1: Yeah, and, and like, you know, we had like some exposure to the tools in uh, multiplayer, but like having the grappling hook just at the ready in the campaign from the get-go is so much fun. You move around so quick. Every grunt I saw, I was just using the grappling hook on it. Oh yeah. just beating him down. Uh, thinking, it, if the grapple's
0: be- up and the cooldown's not active, I'm using it, like, yeah. it just is what it is.
1: And it's a fat, and the, the cooldown is the right amount of time. Yes. Um, and like, being able to just grapple into a jackal uh, and then just go in and just like shoot him or beat him down, even better on top of that. Uh, and like I'm finding some of the weapons as well, like the covenant weapons that uh, I hated in multiplayer, to be very useful in the campaign. Uh, yeah, 100. percent So, 100%. so it, there's you know after as soon as this is done and the podcast is live uh, on no, the podcast feeds, I'm I'm staying up till two. I'm playing the Halo campaign. Uh, like I've just been itching to get back to it all day.
0: Yeah, I, man. I, I really want to stay up late tonight as well and get as much as in, into the campaign as possible. Uh, unfortunately I have a client console tomorrow morning, so I won't be up till 2am, but I will be up fairly late tonight. I am a little bit farther than you. I think I am about an hour and a half, uh, maybe two hours into it. So I've already reached the surface. You haven't reached the surface yet. I'm assuming. No, not yet. Correct. Yeah. So I've already reached the surface and uh, man, there are, Don't get me wrong. I'm a huge... It's no secret. I'm a huge Halo fan, uh, fanboy even. (laughs) And there are times where I was playing that in that opening where I was getting, like, goosebumps, you know? Uh, Especially when they go really heavy on some of the... Because it's... uh, You know what? I don't know exactly how far you are, so I don't want to spoil anything, you know, even though it is early on. Uh, But there are... Times where he's almost remembering things from the past, you know, Mm -hmm. and and certain voice lines from certain people and stuff like that, and then they tackle a lot of the lore that isn't necessarily present in the Halo games themselves, but are outside of it. You know, stuff like the novel The Fall of Reach, right, where you actually learn about the Spartan program and everything that went into that. And seeing them,
1: I was going to say there was a book they put out last year, Shadow of Reach, where they, I think, where Master Chief goes back to Reach and mm-hmm. uh to grab some info i don't know i i never got around yeah. to reading it or a synopsis of like what happens in it but it's it's cool that i think that they're like referencing back to that
0: um so yeah i mean i i absolutely love it so far i it i only got to play a couple hours because you know i had to family stuff you know i had to do so um but since i put it down it's all i've been thinking about, you know. And granted, say is launch day and stuff like that. But this is very much a situation where this is the game I'm going to be playing for the foreseeable future um, until I beat this campaign. Like I anticipate by the end of this weekend at the latest, I will have finished this campaign. And yeah. so I'm I'm really, really excited. And like you said, I think... It was a good that we got our hands on the multiplayer early. So we did get our hands on some of the tools, the grappling hook included, and even some of those weapons. And you're 100% right. Things like the Ravager are way better in the campaign than they are in multiplayer. That uh, Pulse Carbine also much better than it is in the multiplayer because the AI doesn't move the same way a human does, right? I think that has a lot to do with it. And so part of me actually wishes that they would kind of scale the weapons <laughs> to be more in line with the campaign in multiplayer as far as uh the ravager in particular is concerned you know yeah but um,
1: I, what difficulty did you start on
0: i started on on normal okay. yeah my my, my my i thought about going into heroic but then i saw some articles about it being tuned uh, a little bit more difficult than than normal and i want there to be something to do in co-op you know and so once co-op comes out, I think I'll, I'll get into heroic and maybe even, or maybe just jump straight into legendary. I don't know yet, but um, I, that's usually how I do it is my first playthrough is usually my first playthrough is usually on heroic, you know, and then co-op is legendary. But uh, because I heard about it being a little bit more difficult out the gate, I figured I'd give this a shot. I will say, though, I am already thinking about cranking it up. There was a couple times where my health was low, but I mean, I've been playing for two hours. I haven't died yet. You know, granted, it's still the very beginning. So, we'll see. Uh, I also do think that because I already have played some of the multiplayer, and because I know some of the things that can be done in that sandbox, I'm already doing things like, you know, grappling, grabbing the power cells or wherever they are, the, like, you know, explosive barrels, and grappling across, then tossing it, yeah. and, uh, you know, stuff like that right and trying to see what it is i could do in this world
1: don't make the mistake i did was where you miss your grapple hook to um the fusion coil and then you just fly in and then you melee the fusion coil because that (laughs) will instantly kill you yeah
0: i will say the one thing that i keep doing by mistake and i don't know why i have no idea why i'm doing this but i am sometimes accidentally hitting left b left bumper Instead of right bumper for the grappling hook. So there were times where I basically threw like a plasma grenade right in front of me at a a, a plasma coil. And then had to run back away from it because, you know, knowing that that would have killed me if I was too close.
1: Listen, you got to play with bumper jumper. Um, left bumper is just jump. Right bumper is melee. Exit. That's what,
0: listen, that's what the paddles are for. All right? I got the paddles down there. I don't need to take my hands off the thumbsticks ever. But I will say I am... It's weird because it's only been you know an hour and a half two hours of of gameplay but it is already living up to my expectations and it's exactly what i wanted so far yeah. and so i'm really really excited to see where it goes and i it, I'm, I'm trying not to get too hyped because there has been so i mean it's got fantastic reviews there's been a ton of praise on the, on the game i'm trying to keep my expectations <laughs> reasonable but so far I, I i absolutely love it and i'd be shocked if this wasn't a uh if this wasn't a contender for my game of the year already, you know, I mean, off yeah. the multiplayer alone, honestly, it was going to be in that conversation. But yeah. even with this campaign, like being the icing on top, I I can definitely see this making my top five at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that wraps up what we've been playing, right? Like I said, it's yeah, been kind yeah. of a light week as far as
1: games. Yeah. I, the only thing I've been playing is Diaper Simulator 2021, <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm killing it. I got all the achievements. Uh-huh. I got peed on for the first time <laughs> just this week. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. It's, all right. Uh, well, listen. Fatherhood. Let- but, yeah. We got a lot of news and some other fun stuff to do, so let's, yeah.
0: let's move on. So let's let's try to get through the news quick. Cause we, like I said, we do have something uh, that I think is going to be... That should be fun, and anyway, we're gonna try it out for the first time. Uh, but let's get into his first story. EA shakes up Battlefield franchise as Dice Head leaves studio. This is by way of Polygon. Respawn co founder Vince Sampella takes over franchise, plans connected Battlefield universe. So, just weeks after the troubled launch of Battlefield 2042, Vince Sampella, co founder Apex Legends and Titanfall developer Respawn Entertainment, will oversee the Battlefield franchise going forward. And Marcus Lado, co-creator of Halo, head of a new EA development studio, will helm efforts to bring world-building and narrative into Battlefield, according to a new report from GameSpot. Now, we already knew that Vincent Pelo was kind of leaving his position over at Respawn to kind of oversee DICE, um, or oversee a new DICE studio, or, or DICE as a whole. I don't remember exactly what the, the move over. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense that he is now overseeing the entire battlefield franchise going forward. He is kind of the Midas of video game development these days, right? I mean, everything he touches yeah. is gold. You know, as far as first-person shooters are concerned. I mean, this is the guy who helped bring you, you know, the original Modern Warfare or Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare and and, and Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 2. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then of course Titanfall and, and Apex like Everything Respawn touches, everything he touches is gold. And so it makes a ton of sense when you have this storied franchise like Battlefield that is in this position where it just hasn't... It needs a shakeup of sorts, honestly. Um, And with the launch that it's having, it it makes a a ton of sense that they would shake things up. Um, Oscar Gabrielson, General Manager of Battlefield Developer Dice, is also leaving that studio after nearly a decade at the company. Um, he described leaving Dice as one of the hardest decisions of my of his life. Now, as far as uh, the connected universe, EA also told GameSpot it's working towards a connected Battlefield universe at a variety of studios, including Dice, um, Battlefield Portal developer Ripple Effect, Marcus Leto's new unnamed Seattle-based studio, and Industrial Toys, the Alex Seropian-led studio working on a Battlefield mobile game. Zepella told Gamespot that EA and its Battlefield Focus Studios will continue to evolve and grow Battlefield 2042 and explore new kinds of experience and business models. Um, in the immediate future, though, the focus is going to be on improving Battlefield 2042.
1: Which, uh, from what I last heard, they put out a series of patch notes. That have not come out yet for that game. They're like these are the patch notes that are gonna hit now, and then this wave and that wave. It's it's kind of uh, just a just. I mean, it's a game. mess. Just the yeah your game. Listen,
0: they had already delayed it by a month or whatever it was. That's that that game's that game's a mess. I I think that game fundamentally needs a change. I mean, there are. I, I've said this before. Everything that you would want out of a battlefield like those battlefield moments these grand scale battles and stuff like that i am getting little snippets of that in halo's big big team battle you know like i think that i mean i talked about this in the past i do think that that game just needs a, a shake up right i think that there needs to be a, a just i don't i don't even i don't even know how you fix it honestly i just had such a dull time playing Battlefield 2042 that I I I mean I just I don't know what they do you know I don't know how I don't know how you double down on having this connected universe and stuff like that
1: so with uh, the launch that they had did you mention the hero shooter they're working on so that uh, that's one of the rumors that's coming out that like DICE is working on a Battlefield hero shooter so I think we're going to be seeing so. I don't know how you make that interesting in the Battlefield universe. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, the thing is, here's the funny thing is that I've actually enjoyed Battlefield's last couple of campaigns, right? When they were doing the vignettes and stuff like that. Uh, it's just the multiplayer that has been an, uh, a bummer to me. So I think there are so many things that Battlefield does, right? I mean, I think audio design being one. And it's not just, it's not Battlefield necessarily. It's DICE in particular, uh, audio design. I do think that the guns. I think that they feel. hmm I think that they're fun to shoot, but they're not satisfying to shoot. If that makes sense, right? Like, the, as far as Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, I it. I, and granted, I'm early on. I don't have a lot of attachments. It was just taking forever to people down. You know, which maybe makes it become a game where all the best players are just using snipers. You know, and you're trying to get across the map, and you're just getting sniped out of nowhere, and. I just maybe going to the 64 on 64 was also doing a disservice to that game. You know, maybe keeping it at 32 on 32 and encouraging smaller maps with more teamwork is actually the way to go and and try to focus the franchise in a little bit more yeah. because that was another thing is that granted I'm playing with, you know, 63 other randos on my team, <laughs> but People are getting knocked in that game and if it's not me getting them up nobody's getting up right and so even there were times where because people know this i saw a teammate get knocked down i was going over to get them and they're immediately like you know giving up so that they can just respawn um i don't know i i trust vincent pella and and i'm excited to see what what comes of this if if anything
1: yeah i mean battlefield is such a storied franchise that it would suck to see it go, cause it did, it did these big battles like in three, uh, and I think, um, what was the 1942 uh, like it did those big battles. It did them really well, uh, and those bad company games, like people love those. Stories. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's just I like mean, what what happened to that franchise? <laughs> like bring it back.
0: No, it's funny, cause I think the most popular portion of Battlefield twenty four two 2042 is their portal mode which allows players to create their own game types. And people are just going in there and playing the game types that have the bad company or the, uh, or Battlefield three style weapons and operatives and and stuff like that. And so that should just go to show you like, you know, this is your fan base. This is what they're telling you that they want. You know, it's kind of similar to Halo's fan base wanting a return to form and Halo basically saying, or 343 basically saying here, this is classic Halo. This is classic Halo in the year 2021 right should, with should,
1: 2021 sensibilities yeah. should we just jump onto this the story then
0: <laughs> yeah i mean might as well right uh yeah. so 343 has been very open and communicative with the fans they hear us and they know what it is that we want right and so um the community manager came out and talked about something that I think we've talked about, maybe not on the podcast, but definitely while we've been playing, and that's playlists. Right now, in the Halo Infinite multiplayer, you can only go into quick play, big team battle, or ranked, and then it's just a variety of the different game modes. Where in the past, Halo was very, it was much more segmented, right? Where you can go in and just play the Slayer playlist, you could just play the Capture the Flag playlist. There was SWAT. There was, you know, all these different playlists that you can go into. And so they came out and said, let's talk about Halo Infinite. And this is a tweet over on the community manager's Twitter. Let's talk about Halo Infinite playlists. We've been reading your feedback and we're working on plans to add Fiesta, Tactical Slayer, which is SWAT, and Free For All playlists as we speak. They won't land by December 8th, which is today the launch of the campaign. But the team is pushing to get them in before the end of the year. Now, I think adding SWAT would be fantastic. Uh, I typically only enjoy free-to-play or free-for-all playlists if it's similar to Call of Duty's gun game, right? Where, like, Mm. you get a different weapon every time you get a kill. And I I like Fiesta. I think Fiesta's fun. So Fiesta makes a lot of sense. Now, what we really want is we really want a a Slayer playlist. You know, when we're sick of doing objectives, we just want to get in there. And so he spoke on that, too. He said, "A a social Slayer playlist with multiple variations is also in the works. We see this request the most. But we won't be able to get that one ready until after the holidays. We hope you can understand and enjoy the ones that make it in before the team takes a well-deserved break. Um, And, I mean, I think that's totally reasonable, right? Um, It's very clear that the development of Halo Infinite overall wasn't the smoothest one, you know? And things are coming in pretty hot. But the fact that what they have released and going free-to-play with the multiplayer... They've knocked out of the park. You know, I mean, there's nothing fundamentally gameplay wise that I think needs to be changed right now. Maybe yeah. some balancing of some weapons, you know, but, uh, and so the idea that they're being open and honest and say, hey, yeah, we're here, you, we're going to do this. Uh, but we just launched a massive game that we were working on for a long time and we're going to take a little bit of a break. And then once we come back from our break, we'll, we'll get back into it. I, I think that's totally reasonable and I, I'm excited for that. You know,
1: I I think part of the frustration and uh, this weekend kind of led to a boiling point where the Halo subreddit uh, was actually put on lockdown over the weekend because, Uh, uh, yeah, the situation there got cut out of hand uh, with, like, the battle pass and cosmetics. Uh, On one hand, like, I don't understand the want or need to, uh, like, I get it. You want a good battle pass. You want to dress up your Spartan. But I don't think that affects what you get a free multiplayer game that's very good. Um, the one, I think the complaint around the playlist makes sense. Uh, I know everyone wants to play Slayer, but uh, the community manager came out, put out a little big post uh, talking about this. Uh, I, it's not linked in this story. I think this story might have been from a little bit before that post was made. But essentially they broke down saying like if we... Right now, all the challenges are geared towards the current set of playlists. If they drop a Slayer playlist, they know for a fact that like 94% of that player base is just going to move over to just playing Slayer. Uh And then like you get stuck with a, a battle pass that you can't really gain experience in because no one's playing the uh, modes that will get you those weekly challenges or things like that. So there's some right. re-engineering they need to do. And like, yes, they did get this feedback during the beta uh, and they should listen. So like it's a bit of like I understand the frustrations there, but I think overall it's still a solid multiplayer game. Like I never cared about Oddball or Capture the Flag, but I love playing those modes now. Like,
0: uh, yeah, I actually, I, I mean, I don't love Capture the Flag, but I do love <laughs> Oddball. <Yeah. laughs> I think Oddball is awesome.
1: Yeah. Like, and, and so... St- stockpile is fun if you can get a big team uh, that actually wants to play Stockpile, yeah. or at least you're, you're in with friends that will play the objective, because you'll honestly only need like four people <laughs> doing that stuff while everyone else is just getting out there getting kills. Um, the one frustrating point I think a lot of people were like the playlists are already there is like if you boot up multiplayer in offline mode, you can actually download the playlist for like Slayer for um, I think SWAT as well. Like they're there in the game, but we don't know what level of fine tuning there is on those uh, on those uh, game types or if anything has changed, weapon mm-hmm. spawns, things like that. And so I think there's people are really enjoying the game. They just want. You just want a little bit more out of it. And I think with when you just have all these voices that are just trying to say the same thing, you kinda of just it just it's a the mob mentality. It just like it just steamrolls and it it got to a point where all I wanna do is talk about how good this game is and all I see on the Reddit is uh people just complaining about not being able to dress up their Spartan.
0: Yeah. Well Yeah. I have no sympathy for those people, honestly. <laughs> Um yep. anyway, speaking of people or whatever, well, let me rephrase this.
1: Speaking of corporations. <laughs>
0: corporations that I have no sympathy for. Let's talk about once again Activision Blizzard, in particular Raven Software, the studio behind development of Call of Duty Warzone. They laid off a bunch of contract workers. And it's my understanding that actually they had first promised those contract workers that they were going to rework their uh, pay and that were are actually working towards getting them better pay and better benefits, and stuff like that. And then they laid off more than 30% of the QA team. And so Activision Blizzard's worker solidarity group um, had posted that several workers had been laid off or, and some of them have been relocated to Wisconsin without financial assistance. And this led a bunch of workers at the studio to stage a walkout Monday uh, in support of those that were laid off. It's,
1: <sighs> Wisconsin from where? Like, if somebody told me I now had to work out of Wisconsin, I'd be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing against people from Wisconsin, I'm just saying, like, if you're asking me to move from one state to another, and the only option is Wisconsin, not going to be happy about that.
0: Um, There are some updates to the story. So apparently an Activision Blizzard spokesperson told Polygon that it is converting approximately 500 temporary workers to full-time employees in the coming months, and that 20 contracted workers will not have their contracts renewed. Also, they continued the walkout for a second day in a row that being yesterday i i'm so like and this is bad this is what happens right uh you hear you see it a lot where a story comes out and and there's outrage everybody's up in arms you know and then another one comes out another one comes out and it starts to build and build and build but then at some point we hit our peak right and then we get another story and then another story and another story. And it's just like it just becomes tiring, you know, and I don't know how many times I'm going to be on this podcast talking about how there's a fundamental problem in the whole video game industry, honestly, with how they treat uh, contract employees, how they even treat employees in, in general, you know, yeah. um, like, like but you especially
1: before Christmas. like. Yeah, right. <laughs> You know what? Nobody is hiring and everybody is, like, wrapping, like, down for the year.
0: No, I mean, it's... It's just
1: disappointing. Like, how... Things need to change drastically.
0: Here's my big problem and where I take offense to everything that's going on with this. is like, at the end of the day, I, I, you know, business is business. We don't know what their financials are. I mean, we know this company makes, you know, we know Activision Blender makes, you know, billions of dollars, right? Like, they are a billion-dollar corporation. And, um, if, if not hundreds of millions, whatever, you know, but, okay, fine. You know, that's, that's crummy, fine. The fact of the matter is, is that these people had been promised quite literally like the opposite of what ended up happening, you know? And so how do you get anybody to work for you after that? Right? Is like, I just, I don't know. People weren't making plans, you know, you have to imagine a lot of them thought that there was some security in their position, so they weren't looking for the opportunities, you know? Uh, They might have actively been turning down other opportunities because of what you had already told them, and so, I don't know. It's just a huge bummer all the way around. Um, You know what's not a bummer? Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. (laughs)
1: are
0: you sure i listen i like that game i understand that yes it'd be nice if there was some voice acting and some voice lines in it but overall i think that game plays really really well i enjoy that game quite a bit and this kind of stuff makes me happy you know like they could have released this game and it could have been a complete cash in like most of the recent releases coming based on nickelodeon properties and it could've just had all these characters from whatever's on Nickelodeon right now. Shows I don't watch outside of, you know, obviously I know the characters from SpongeBob because they've been around for, you know, 45 years or whatever. And they came out and they released a roster that included characters like Ren and Snippy, uh, you know, all real monsters. Like they combed through the history of Nickelodeon. And now they're they've announced that they're releasing Garfield. <laughs>
1: As a playable amazing. fighter,
0: he looks amazing. Like absolutely fantastic. They
1: did, they did such a good job with him. There's like lasagna here, there's Pokey yeah. the Bear. I like. mean,
0: they 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 I think and even his his map looks great. I think yeah. that they they do a really, really good job. You can tell that they're fans of all these properties, you know? Because mm-hmm. all the movesets and for every single character every single character reflects that. And so seeing them release Garfield and seeing kind of the fact that You know, they are willing to pluck from all these different properties and stuff like that. Like, it makes me excited for, you know, what's coming next. I wish we got more of a roadmap. You know, I wish we knew a little bit more. Obviously, I think Garfield was actually already kind of leaked because of the data mining and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, and this goes, this probably lends credence to the fact that some of those other characters we talked about before are probably going to end up coming. And if that's the case, I am very, very excited, you know. Um, I do, they did say they are working on adding voice chat, uh, not voice chat, sorry, voice lines to the game. And so I do think that is the one thing that makes the game feel a little bit sterile is them not having that. Yeah. Um, but hey, I'm, I'm, Excited to play some more of this, and actually, I have you know family coming for Christmas. And my plan is is to pit the Xbox on the projector and, and play some Nickelodeon All Star Brawl with my siblings and my nieces and nephews, you know, on the big screen. All right, speaking of DLC, GTA Online's next update stars Dr. Dre and GTA 5's Franklin. Grand Theft Auto Online will also get new music from Dr. Dre. Now, we already knew this, right? Because it was Snoop Dogg at some point had been talking about how Dr. Dre was working on new music for Grand Theft Auto. And he actually might have said that he was working on music for the next Grand Theft Auto with a new Grand Theft Auto. Uh, But I think most people kind of figured that it would be exactly this. It would be something for Grand Theft Auto online. What I did not expect is that he would actually star in the content himself. And I mean, the character model is absolutely fantastic. And it's, you know, I'm not the biggest Grand Theft Auto online fan. Um, it's kind of nuts how big this thing has got.
1: Right. I don't know a single person that plays it, but apparently it's the biggest thing in the world.
0: Yeah. I remember when it first released going in there and it just not working for yeah. me and me being like, Oh, this is a cool idea, but eh, you know,
1: didn't it didn't it release on the three sixty.
0: Uh, yes, yes, yes.
1: yes. Like a year after yes. the game came yes. out, it yeah. released, it was garbage. And then it took a long time for it to be fixed. And I like, it, it still boggles my mind. Like they were able to fix this and people just stuck with it. Um, because it was very bare bones in the beginning um there weren't even heists in the beginning mm-hmm. so i went back and did the heist with some friends and that was fun uh but it was just like you had to make a certain amount of money before you could do certain things and i was just like i don't want to sit here and grind cash uh, but mm-hmm. i'm guessing right. people that stuck with it had, had found a very good time with it
0: so a little bit of background on what that DLC is actually going to entail, so Rockstar's up for the contract is that Franklin, after the events of Grand Theft Auto V, has founded a new Celebrity Solutions Agency in Los Santos, a service that caters to Vinewood's rich and powerful. Um, players will head from the mean streets of Franklin's old neighborhood to the hottest parties in the city, from debaucherous mansions to the offices of the FIB, and everywhere in between as you join Franklin, expert hacker Amani, Chop the Dog, and crew to secure Dr. Dre's precious tracks and return them to their rightful owner. Now, Grand Theft Auto Online, the contract will arrive December 15th and will bring with it an eclectic new radio station from some very special guest hosts. Huge first of their kind updates to existing radio stations, including a ton of new and unreleased exclusive tracks from Dr. Dre and a heavy hitting lineup of artists. It is insane that this thing is so massive that it is getting new and exclusive tracks from dr dre hey
1: i i have no words like
0: it's also you know what it is if you play
1: gta online i would love to hear from you like yeah (laughs) i mean that's what it is right you you
0: mentioned it that we don't know anybody who plays this on the regular even if most of my friends have fallen off of fortnite i still have niece i have still have nieces and nephews i still have a couple friends who dabble here and there like Fortnite is very much in your face. Whereas Grand Theft Auto feels like, honestly, Grand Theft Auto feels very similar to how Minecraft felt for a long time. Where like, apparently Minecraft is one of the biggest things in the whole world. And I had no idea for the longest time, you know?
1: You know know what it is? It's Mm -hmm. the GTA Online players are the same people as the Roblox players. Because I don't know, I don't know... Who's playing Roblox and who's playing GTA Online? And those are two of the most played games in the world. Mm-hmm. That's my conspiracy. It's children. It's just children I mean, out there.
0: <laughs> uh, listen. I like I said, I went and I went back up to New Jersey this past weekend. I stayed at my sister's and my niece. That's she was playing Roblox. Like that's a hundred percent what she was doing. And she's uh, she was loving it. She was having a great time. And I'm looking at it and I'm just like, this is. <laughs> I don't understand. I feel like, and she's explaining it to me. And obviously, the way kids explain things, it always kind of feels like this. But I felt like I was taking acid or something like that. (laughs) Like I was on some psychedelics and I was on a trip.
1: Was she she hatching like a pet of some kind?
0: No. So she was playing this snowman because it's Christmas time. She was playing this Christmas time map. And she had some pets, but she didn't hatch them. I don't know how she got them. Maybe she did hatch them. I don't know. Anyway, all I know is that you have to like level up your character so that and your snowball launcher so you can fight giants yetis and gingerbread men and i i don't i don't know the game like you said it's for children the funny thing is the game controls and looks in my opinion awful like uh i don't i don't i mean it was one thing when, like, kids, you know, it was mostly just like, oh, kids are playing this on a touchscreen and they're playing it. I know. That's insane. It's right? insane. Roblox it in out been Since 2006. Yeah. I
1: started college in 2006. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right. Anyway, enough of Roblox, which is even more story. It was Grand Theft Auto Online. On to the next piece of news. This one I find is very interesting, but I don't want to spend a lot of time on it. Assassin's Creed Valhalla update forces reinstall to save storage space, so players who plan to continue playing future content in Assassin's Creed Valhalla will have to re-download the entire game soon. There's a new update being released next week that will force players to reinstall the entirety of the game. The upside of this is no matter what platform you play on, this new version of the game will be significantly smaller in overall size. Um, Just how smaller depends on the console. The Xbox Series X will users will save the most amount of space for re-downloading the game, with the new version being 44 gigs smaller. That is a ton of space smaller. That's massive. Have we ever seen anything like this where a game... I mean, games oftentimes will just kind of re-download the entire game, honestly, when they're doing an update and then just rewrite part of it. Um,
1: I I can't think of anything this significant. Uh, yeah, Destiny that that Destiny Two removed a bunch of piles because they removed yeah. planets and content right. from the game. But I yeah. can't think of anything that this big. Um, so it, that's actually pretty impressive. But uh, from what I'm hearing, rumor wise, it's because they're putting out their they're announcing their new DLC tomorrow at the Game Awards, which I hear is supposed to be like another forty hour adventure because you know Valhalla was just not long enough people also they're like what about 40 hours more of dlc
0: i mean that's funny because they're like oh we're releasing an assassin's creed every two years not every year and then they release a 40 hour dlc it's like come on man that's another assassin's creed that
1: is
0: um all right next bit of news not surprising sony has an xbox game pass competitor coming to ps4 and ps5 new report says um Bloomberg says service codenamed Spartacus might offer PS1, PS2, and PSP games. Bloomberg says new PlayStation subscription, which would retain the PlayStation Plus branding, would be multi-tiered, and only the highest level would allow access to retro PS1, PS2, PS3, and PlayStation Portable games. The report also stated that it is very likely that day and date releases for new games, new first-party games, Will not be coming to the service the same way it does to Microsofts. I if day and date do not come on first party titles to the service, then I will not be getting the service. Yes, because an agreement. It's in in it really is. I I understand they are basically trying to say, "Hey, we have PlayStation now." I have to imagine. There's not enough exposure for PlayStation Now because they're not seeing the numbers and the engagement that they're hoping to see. And so this is really just at the end of the day a combining of PlayStation Now and PlayStation Plus and a rebranding is what it'll be, you know? Um, which is fine. And if you are a one console household uh, or the PlayStation 5 is your predominant console, then go ahead. This, I mean, uh, listen, as somebody who has... Xbox Games Pass subscription services for games are amazing. You know, uh, I I love Game Pass, and so if this is the only option you have, go for it. Absolutely, you know. I think that them not having day and day on first party games is one arrogant, which. You know they've earned that right you know their first party yeah. games for the longest time were the cream of the crop and even if not all of them were you know necessarily my taste and if i find them all to be kind of uh I, well not all of them a lot of them could be kind of samey right these uh narrative games uh they are for the most part fantastic games i'm not gonna argue with yeah. that and so they do sell you know so from a business perspective it makes sense you know that but from a consumer perspective, that's a huge bummer, you know? Uh, I think if they came day and day, this would be a no-brainer, and I'd be sitting on two subscription services, Game Pass and, and you know, whatever this PlayStation 1 is going to be. But honey,
1: I, I need the subscription service. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I need another one on my already expanding list. Yeah. At this point, it's like a CVS receipt, how many uh, mm-hmm. subscription services I have. But, uh, yeah, I... I it, I don't know. I mean, until until we get more info about this and it's it's rumored that's going to launch in spring of 2022. Until we get more news about this, I don't I don't know how I feel about it because if if it doesn't have day and date games and it releases at the same price as Game Pass, you know, then then that's a no a 100% no go for me, you know. Yeah. And you have I, to imagine this is going to release at a $10 a month price point.
1: Yeah. I, like for me you know, I grew up with a PS One and a PS Two, uh, so like I played these games. Maybe it's for the younger generation, like they can go back and try some of these games out. But I feel like a lot of the major games from, the, at least the PS Two era, have been remastered in some form, right? Or have shown back up. So, right. I mean, is there is there any PS One game out there that I'm really dying to go back and play? I don't think so. The PSP, I can't even think of anything. Like, maybe what was the Final Fantasy Seven? Crisis Core. Like, that was a great game. Um, and then there was Kingdom Hearts, which already has been remastered and brought to modern consoles. Uh, Siphon Filter? Like, what were you going to play? Um, so, yeah. I, I don't know. The PS3 stuff might be cool. I never played the Resistance games. Maybe that will be fun to play through. But I don't see myself signing up to the, for this, like you said, if there's no day and date um, for... I'll keep the PS Plus. I like those free games every month. Uh, But, yeah. Let's see what Spartacus entails when it is finally announced.
0: Sticking with Sony, uh, Uncharted 4's PlayStation 5 upgrade will arrive in January.
1: And it costs $10 to upgrade.
0: Yes, it costs $10 to upgrade if you already own the uh, PS4 version. However, if the only version you have is that playstation plus what how what do they call it the ps5 what?
1: the ps plus collection
0: yeah the ps plus collection on your playstation yeah. 5 then that version does is not eligible for the 10 dollar upgrade it is very similar to the situation where that final fantasy 7 remake, remake came yeah. to playstation plus and you couldn't upgrade it to the next version the internet, uh, yeah which is kind of a bummer because I think that's the only way I... I think I had it physically and then gave it away. And Shit, so you
1: just reminded me that I needed to play through Integrate.
0: No, you don't. All right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, the new collection... So Nathan Drake is headed into a new generation with the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection early next year. That collection is coming to PlayStation 5 on January 28th. And Windows PC sometime later next year. Um... As Bilal said, Uncharted. Oh, so both Uncharted 4 or Uncharted The Lost Legacy can upgrade to the digital version of Legacy of Thieves for $10. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's cool. I, I think that's I think that's smart when they do that. I think it is kind of a bummer that if you got a real PlayStation Plus or that you don't qualify for that because at the end of the day, you're still paying for PlayStation Plus. So you did pit money towards that product. I mean, you can say whatever you want about getting these games for free on PlayStation Plus, but it, 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 you're they paying for like PlayStation, PlayStation Plus.
1: plus. Yeah, I mean, those games still look fantastic on yeah. the, the PS4 versions. I just think it's a bit disappointing where, like, uh, Microsoft is just giving you these upgrades for free for these games, for the first-party stuff, That anything that gets updated. Yeah. Like, the Master Chief Collection and- got a massive update across yeah. all those games, and it then cost you a penny. Um, and so, it's just I find it a little bit weird that you just gotta pay upgrade cost for being I mean, a loyal customer.
0: Yeah, right. I don't think yeah. it's I don't think it's weird so much as I think that yeah, it's just not customer friendly. You know, yeah. They are these are definitely positions are are these are definitely decisions being made from a position of power, right? Yeah. And they are the I I think if you take Nintendo out of it and put them in their own little camp, right? Uh, they are the leaders. Is PlayStation. You know and so they can make these types of decisions and i also think that they're playing a very different game than microsoft is playing microsoft is very much like hey we're a services company so you know we're going to do everything we can entice to do we're going to do everything we can to entice you to be a part of this subscription these services and stuff Mm -hmm. like that um and so it'll be interesting to see kind of five ten years down the road right uh where the industry is at and how these decisions are being made then. All right, last bit of news we have for this week before we get into something a little bit different, a little bit more fun. Can I, interrupt is... you? Can
1: I just interrupt you with one thing that I wanted to add, yeah. but I didn't. And I just keep seeing it. Um, so Bungie just put out their 30th anniversary update for Destiny 2. And as yeah. part of that, you can get the Gallahorn. And if you get the Gallahorn, you can get uh, in-game, you get a code to actually pre-order the Nerf Gallahorn. Uh, it's like $160. It's over four feet uh, long. I just think this is batshit crazy because you just imagine showing up to a Nerf like gun battle with a horn. Um Have you
0: have you seen some of the other like uh, video game collaborations that Nerf has had going on?
1: I seen some of the Halo stuff they've done. Yeah, in the past.
0: like that, like that. They have a Nerf Needler that doesn't come out for another year or so, not until next December, and that's also like $150, something like that, and it is. Amazing. Like I want these so bad. I can't remember the last time I even fired a Nerf gun, but I want uh, some of these so well, bad.
1: It, like a part like I don't have the time, but like a part of me is like, yeah. I should just go get the Galahorn in this game and then pre order this and just when my son's like a, f- a year or two older, just bust this out and be like, yo. And then shoot so him far? with it. <laughs> <laughs> shoot him with it over and over again. Um <laughs> it, it, it's an investment in fun. Yeah. All right. All right. Last Let's
0: get to our last story. Speaking of subscription services, Paper Mario is coming to Nintendo Switches, Nintendo Switch Online's N64 Library. Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack subscribers get it December 10th. I, um, there's, really so nothing, there's really nothing. There's really nothing more to add to this story. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, we've talked about this before. I still don't think that the value is there it's for not. the expansion pack. But you are right. When I see stuff like this, a bit of nostalgia kicks in, you know? And I mean, it's been said before, Nintendo better than any other company because of the art style of their first party games. Their games have held up a a lot better than other companies. And so this game still looks great. Like this looks awesome. Mm -hmm. But
1: I've I've just always wanted them to re-release this game on anything, anything at all. And I hate that it's through a subscription service using their N64 emulator, which like don't know can be trusted or not. Right, uh, exactly. Like Paper Mario was a game, like I didn't have an N64 growing up, my cousin did. And I would go over to his house or he'd bring it over uh, and we'd play through it. I got up to Bowser. I never actually got to beat Bowser. Cause we just, I think like the next generation of consoles came out. So I never got to see the ending of this game. I know I can YouTube it, but like a part of me is like, I want to play through it and I actually want to beat it. Cause like, I know that's supposed to be a really hard fight um, but maybe it'll be something. I'll do with my son in the future.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, listen. That wraps up the news. This next segment that we're gonna do is tomorrow is the Video Game Awards, and Bella and I are actually going to be live reacting while it's it's going on. Um,
1: we're certified in a- co-streamers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> in anticipation of that, we're going to go through some of the categories the nominee is, and make predictions based on who we think is going to win each category. Uh, Do you want to do who we think is going to win or who we want to win?
1: I think we should do both. Um, But should we start from... Do you want to do eSports?
0: No, we should start from most anticipated game. Yes. I've already got it up here. All right? Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, Do you have... Are you able to keep a list of just like...
1: Let's see. Or is that too much work? I can...
0: Cause it'd be mm. nice to kind of have a tally. It's a shame that they don't have like a, 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 a doc with all the. Yeah.
1: Okay. Nominees. Let's do this. Most anticipated. Okay. All right. So, so how do you want to do this? Do you want
0: we'll to? Well, I'll go through the nominees and then okay. you'll, you'll pick what you think. We'll just do, let's just do what we think's going to win okay. uh, as, as, as what our picks are uh, obviously. And then uh, we can, if we want, we can talk about what we actually think should win. Okay. But, uh, all right. So first up, we got most anticipated game, and uh, you guys hanging out in the chat, let us know what uh, your most what your answers for these as well, because that might skew what we end up deciding. <laughs> uh, most anticipated game, recognizing an announced game that has demonstrably illustrated potential to push the gaming medium forward. We have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, the sequel to the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, or Starfield. This is an insane category
1: okay off the top of my head i think we can remove two of these uh and that would be Elden ring and horizon forbidden west you think because
0: they're coming out in like a month
1: that like horizon forbidden west is like i am pumped for this you i think you talk to the average gamer they're gonna be like yeah horizon looks cool whatnot but like i think if you're gonna choose a sony property to be more excited about it's gonna be god of war uh, and mm-hmm. I just think Elden Ring had its technical test. While people are pumped for it, they have a taste. They got to see footage. They got to see how it plays. And so, like, yes, while it's anticipated, I think I still feel like God of War, Zelda, maybe Starfield are, like, higher up on that list.
0: I think I agree with you. I Honestly, for, for me... uh, uh, I've already talked about Horizon Forbidden West not being, you know, my most ex- excited game. I know there's a lot of excitement around Elden Ring and that I I could see that winning, honestly, uh, just because of how much hype it it's gotten. But I think some of that hype has died down now that it's actually been revealed and th- mm-hmm. we've seen a lot of it and it is going to be released soon. I think that I think the winner here is the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Honestly. That's I think, what I'm leaning I think, towards. I think what I would like to see win is, is is Ragnarok. I don't think we've seen enough of Starfield to even actually consider yeah. Starfield. Um but I, I think that I think that Legend the money's on Legends of the Breath of the Wild.
1: Yeah, I I think Breath of the Wild is what I want to win. I mm-hmm. think what will win will be Ragnarok.
0: So okay, we'll, good. So, we'll, so we have different votes here.
1: Okay. So we're gonna Put it in... Uh, we'll go in for Breath of the Wild here. All right. All right. Next category. All
0: right. Best debut indie. We have The Rful Escape, The Forgotten City, Kenner Bridgesados, Sable, or Valheim. Now, I have played at least some of three of these. I've actually beat two of these. I've played some of three of these. Uh, I, I think it's Valheim for me. Valheim I,
1: just came like a, a storm, and it was so much fun and i don't even like these type of games it, it was you know, in this most bare state it was a ton of fun um i think it's valheim for me
0: yeah this is tough right because i could totally see it going to i think this is between valheim kenna the forgotten city i think kenna got a lot of talk about its visuals and the fact that this wasn't a game development studio prior to this you know game being their first game that they released i uh forgotten city a lot was made about the story in that game. Uh, I think that there is a very vocal minority that feels like that is the game of the year, and I think I, I honestly think that there are going to be some outlets out there that give it game of the year, right? Can can I? No, for Forgotten City.
1: A oh, Forgotten City, okay.
0: Yes, and so, but see. I think you're. I think Valheim should win. I'm gonna say Kena wins, because okay. this is the game awards, and this is just the kind of thing that they do. Like, yeah. I, I think that I. I think the fact that they were just an animation studio prior to this, I think that it's, a it's gonna hold it. that way. Yeah. And the direction I, is great. I, I. My guess is that Kena wins.
1: Okay. So. Okay. Let's go with Kena. We'll put Kena down for this. I. I agree with you on this. I think Kena will end up winning this one.
0: Uh, I can skip over content creator of the year because I do um, not.
1: I, we know who this is. It's uh the work Prince Robin. Ball. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a it's a write-in, uh, guys. Yeah. All right,
0: best multiplayer.
1: Okay, I found these disappointing. Uh, well, outside. part of
0: this, <laughs> part of this, I think, is because of when they, when games were eligible to actually be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Right, um, you know, Halo not releasing on. Un- Till a couple of weeks ago, the multiplayer portion of it, I think made it ineligible. They were all had already voted on all of these. But I think if Halo was eligible, Halo wins this mm-hmm. this year. Uh that being said, Back for Blood, Knockout City, It Takes Two, Monster Hunter Rise, New World, and Valheim. Did Monster Hunter Rise not come out the year before? That wasn't this no, year. No, it, was, was
1: it it was this year. It was earlier this year. Really? Um, the problem with Capcom. Uh, oh,
0: Monster and, Hunter Rise, yeah, yeah, is the yeah. yeah, got it.
1: Yeah, the problem with Capcom is they always put their stuff out in Q1, Q2. Uh, I know, and, I'm having that problem with Resident Evil Village. Yeah, like, it was a great game at the time, but, like, cool. I try to go back and think about it, and I'm like, mm, was it as good as I remember? Like, did I fade on it uh, a bit over time? So it's like, but, like, you have something like Halo Infinite where you're just, like, you're in it right at the end of the year, and you're like, it's the game of the year because I just played yep. it right now, and it was so much fun. Um, I think
0: I think that's the problem with a lot of these games. Is I do think that stuff like uh, Knockout City was really hot at first and then kind of cooled off. Mm-hmm. I think Back for Blood uh, people have been enjoying it, but it doesn't have the kind of fervor behind it that you see other games have. Um... Now this is the the category it says says it's for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design.
1: I I think it's what wing- it takes two
0: i think it's it did two yeah knowing the kind of people who vote on this i think it's between it takes two and valheim mm-hmm. and i'm gonna say that this is the category where it takes two wins um i think it takes two is going to be in a lot of people's top tens for game of the year but i yeah. think this is where it wins as far as the game awards concerned. I,
1: I need to reach out to my friend will and finish it takes two all
0: right best sports racing we have f1 2021 fifa 22 forza horizon 5 Hot Wheels Unleashed and Riders Republic. Now I think uh, I mean you played some F one 2021, right? Yeah, th- th- okay. this
1: is where it hurts, man. Because F 2021 is a fantastic game. Like I played so so last this past weekend was the Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. The Jeddah track was the first time they ever did it, and the, the tr- funny enough, the DLC track uh, for this for the Jeddah Grand Prix was finished and released before the actual track actually finished construction because that construction of that track actually went up to the like the day of um it's it's a fantastic racing game it's like um it's everything i would want from that type of game the story mode's good online's great uh, ignoring your best friend uh, for co-op is fantastic. <laughs> <that>. uh, <Yeah. laughs> uh, but like, Forza Horizon Five is just a more accessible game, in my opinion. I, it, I mean, this is beautiful a beautiful. And like yeah. I think it, for me, it's Forza Horizon Five. I, I actually
0: think I actually think this is no brainer, and that's not a knock yeah. on any of the other games. But people were legitimately upset that Forza Horizon Five didn't get nominated for Game of the Year, yeah. and felt like it got snubbed. I think there's there's no doubt in my mind that Forza Horizon Five wins this, and and wins it easily
1: like in, in a year where forza horizon 5 didn't come out f1 2021 on this list 100 percent. yeah all right so that was best right sports slash racing
0: um the next category is best slim sat slash strategy so i have not actually played uh any of these games so i don't have a ton of input uh based on people's responses and receptions and what I've seen out there, uh, I'm going to guess on what wins this the the nominees are Age of Empires Four, Evil Genius Two World domination, Humankind Inscription, Microsoft Flight Simulator. I think this is between Inscription and Microsoft Flight Simulator,, yep. and I think inscription wins it
1: I, mm, I just think Microsoft Flight Simulator is such a it's just such a technical marvel at mm. what this game accomplishes. And the ongoing support for it, I feel like Inscription is like the, the the niche pick here. Like the people that did play it love it, but I feel like more people probably got their hands on it with Microsoft Flight Simulator. All
0: right, let's go. We'll pin in our vote for Microsoft Flight Simulator here, okay. and then but we'll remember while it's going on that I said Inscription, so we can see which one of us <laughs> would have been right.
1: Best Sims last strategy. Okay. So, that's Flight Simulator. Okay.
0: All right. Excellent. Best family game. This one's we have safe. It Takes Two, Mario Party Superstars, New Pokemon Snap, Super Mario World 3D World, and Bowser's Fury, Wario War, Get It Together. For these games, I want to point out our Nintendo Switch exclusives. I played the entire It Takes Two with my son. So for me, that's the best family game. However, that being said, I have played a ton of Mario Party Superstars with my daughter. I think that I don't know who wins this.
1: So in my mind, it's not Pokemon Snap. It's It's not 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 Mario Warrior. Warrior. Super Mario Three D World already came out. I, I think well, you think know you, you vote for it.
0: You say that, and I think it. Uh, but I think it wins.
1: I, I'm leaning towards Superstars, but I think it takes two deserves it.
0: I think it takes two deserves it. I mean, you think Superstars wins it, considering that it's really just a collection of their past boards and games.
1: People, love I mean, Mario Party as a family game.
0: All right, you could pick. Go ahead, go. Let's uh, we'll uh, vote. Oh, oh, you, think it.
1: oh, you think it's you think it's Mario 3D World.
0: I think it's Mario 3D World. Okay, I think that's I, what wins I, this category. I, I'll,
1: I'll, give, I'll give you this one because All right. I got the same strategy one. So let's, uh. okay. Mario.
0: I mean, I agree. I would, I would much rather see It Takes Two or Mario Party Superstars win this, but I yeah. think 3D World wins it and Bowser's Fury.
1: All right, Mario. Best fighting game. Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> I, I have a clear game. winner on this one.
0: So there's the Demon Slayer. No. There's Guilty Gear Strive,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Melty Blood type Lumina, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. I think this is between Guilty Gear Strive and Melty Blood type Lumina. Lum- I think Lumina. it's
1: Guilty Gear. It's, uh, I've, I've dabbled. Uh, i played a few hours of the Guilty Gear Strive. It's just gorgeous. The systems are fantastic. The tutorials <laughs> are great. Um, I, I, I haven't heard of Melty Blood.
0: Uh, I've, I mean, so Melty Blood is a little bit more niche, and, and it is very much like, I think the problem is remembering who's voting for this stuff, and yeah. that these outlets are, and I am going to say, let's do Guilty Gear. I think you're right. Okay. I think Guilty Gear Strive wins this category. But I would not be surprised if Melty Blood won it. I will say that. All right. Best role-playing game. We've got Cyberpunk 2077, Monster Hunter Rise, Scarlet Nexus, Shin Megami Tensei Five, and Tales of Arise. I'll go with whatever you tell me below. I,
1: I, I, I hate th- I hate this because deep down I know this is going to go to Cyberpunk for bullshit reasons. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
0: like, um, I, think there's, I think there's no way it goes to Cyberpunk. I,
1: mm. It's okay, it is press voting, so... Yeah. Scarlet Scarlet Nexus did the wildest shit, and I think Scarlet Nexus deserves it. I think it's the most fun I've had with an RPG this year. Tales of Arise is a solid game. I think Tales of Arise will likely win this. Um, I just think Shin Megami Tensei V is a bit too hardcore for the mainstream, but it is a solid RPG.
0: Um, all right, we got somebody in the chat, and he's asking if he should get Cyberpunk that he still hasn't played it. I would wait uh, until
1: their well, next he's gonna patch. Yeah, if it's on sale, grab it. Uh, and then just wait till their next big patch drops. Mm-hmm. That uh, and then go play it. Like on PC, I mean, he's, it was fine. I played it. Yeah, on, that's long, what I'm saying. I and it. that's where yeah. that's where
0: he'll be playing. Right, he'll be playing it on yeah. PC. And I think they yeah. fixed that version for the most part. So yeah. Um, but so you said you think Shin Megami Tensei wins it. Is that what you said?
1: Honestly, it's probably Monster Hunter Rise. Really? As as, as weird as it is, I think Monster Hunter has a bigger following. And I feel like a lot more mainstream press play Monster Hunter than they will Shin Megami Tensei. Scarlet Nexus deserves it, in my opinion. If we're talking about, like, the most fun I've had with an RPG this year. Um, Tails plays it safe, in my opinion. It's not bad. It's a great game. It's just a safe game. Um, Scarlet Nexus is, I think, great Technical showpiece, fun combat, bonkers story that works. <laughs> uh, I think. But, listen, I th-
0: I think Scarlet Nexus wins this, but I'm down with picking Monster Hunter Rice.
1: Okay, uh, I I'm uh, I'm aligned with you on that. Okay,
0: because I I, I I think that I don't. Even I think I it. I actually think it's between Scarlet and Shin, but
1: I don't even think. You know what? I'm gonna vote for Scarlet Nexus. Maybe. All right. Just believe, but like. I'm choosing Monster Hunter Rise on our tracking document. All right. right.
0: Best action adventure. This is the toughest category because this is very close to a game of the year category for me.
1: Yeah, I agree with you.
0: So we have Marvel's Guardians of the the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, and Resident Evil Village.
1: It's Psychonauts 2, isn't it? At the end of the
0: day. I, I think it's Psychonauts 2. I think it's Psychonauts 2.
1: I agree with you. Uh, yes. well That didn't take long. I, but here's the thing. Here's yeah. the thing.
0: I if any of these wins, I'm alright. Yeah. I think yeah. I think actually of this list, the one I would not want to win is it's Metroid Ratchet. Dread. Oh. No, it's Metroid Dread.
1: I think it was Ratchet for me. No.
0: Um, but I I think this is Psycho too. I think oh. this is easy.
1: Uh, actually.
0: But also because I, I think that's that's in my top three for game of the year.
1: I think, for me, if we're talking about best action adventure in terms of, like, combat, traversal, and pu- pu- puzzle solving, I think Guardians is probably the weakest amongst this. Because uh, I think it has a strong narrative with an okay uh, sh- combat system. Sure, and sure, sure. Uh, but, yeah, no Psychonauts 2. I agree with mm-hmm.
0: you. Yeah, I would go into more detail on Psychonauts 2, but I want to save all my thoughts for mm-hmm. our personal game of the year at the end of the year. Uh, best action game. Ooh. Back... Back for Blood, Chivalry 2, Deathloop, Far Cry 6, Returnal. So for me, this is very much a competition between Deathloop and Returnal. Yes. Uh, while I do think Back for Blood was a great time, I don't think it holds a can. I think, and Back for Blood is the third place one, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to being between Deathloop and Returnal. At the end of the day, for me, it Deathloop wins this. Uh, I want Deathloop to win it, and I think Deathloop wins this. I mean, <laughs> you're, you're, my, here's you're, part of my problem. You're right. You're, you're yeah.
1: right. You're right. But uh-huh. Returnal had, I think, the best action moment, <laughs> which was the entire game for me this year. And I, I think the but problem Death with Loop Returnal. Death Deathloop yeah. is more fun to play in yeah. bite-sized chunks. So, yes, let's go with Deathloop best action game wait best action adventure and then best action game okay yeah i mean yeah <laughs>
0: yeah yeah um that's a problem with video games in 2021 right is that it's it's hard to actually put them in genres because there's so much crossover uh i think we should skip this next category best it's the best VR, vr ar the only one i've played is resident evil vr if we want to just vote for that because i've actually played it and i think it's absolutely fantastic uh, I, think I also it's between
1: think Hitman Three and Resident Evil Four.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna say Resident Evil Four. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Innovation in accessibility. Um.
1: You, yeah. Read the read the nominees.
0: Far Far Cry Six, Forza Horizon Five, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, The Veil, Shadow of the Crown. Now I cannot. I can't speak too widely on these because i don't dig deep into these features i will say that ubisoft as a whole one of the things that they've been doing is that when you start up a game it actually does now narration for all the system menus and stuff right out of the gate and that's something that you have to opt out of and they've been doing that for a little bit while now because valhalla did that as well
1: i think Uh -uh. forza horizon 5 literally has somebody come on screen and do sign language for all the dialogue which is all right, so bash it and say I say
0: I say that's our vote then.
1: Yes. I wish I kinda of said like what the innovation was for each category. Yeah. Um all right. Oh I I know we're gonna run into some issues here.
0: Uh yeah, because all right, best community support. Recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy XIV Online, Fortnite, No Man's Sky. Now, this is obviously between two games for us, right? Mm -hmm. I think that Apex Legends should win. You think that Final Fantasy XIV should win? Yes. (laughs) And,
1: listen, Final Fantasy XIV, you can start a free trial and play through that base game. And the first expansion for free. Level your character up to level 60, 15 plus classes. Like,
0: uh, listen, and, I'm not backing. I don't. I don't even. I don't even care if I think they're gonna win or not. I'm voting Apex Legends.
1: What are we voting here? Is the question.
0: You can vote whatever you want. I'm. I know. I'm voting Apex Legends.
1: You know. You know what? I'll give you the Apex vote because I believe FF14 is just gonna take this anyway. So. Yeah.
0: All right. Next category, we got to get through some of these.
1: Best community sport Apex. Okay.
0: I don't think that I don't think our our chat necessarily agrees with with our pick.
1: <laughs> best mobile best, game.
0: Best mobile game. Fan uh Tasian, Genshin Impact, League of Legends, Wild Rift, Marvel Future Revolution, Pokémon Unite. I think this is probably Genshin Impact, right?
1: Yeah, it's That's probably the most obvious choice there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact, I fired up Wild Rift uh, the other day, played one match, got really frustrated that my team didn't know what the hell they were doing, (laughs) and then instantly deleted the game uh, because it reminded me of why I stopped playing League.
0: Uh, All right, next category, we've got Best Indie. Now remember the category uh, earlier was best indie debut. This is best indie overall. We have twelve minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kenna, Bridge of Shadows, and Loop Hero. All and right. this is another this is another one of these tough tough categories.
1: The fact that Twelve Minutes got nominated is a travesty. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna go uh, out I there and say that.
0: I think we agree it's not going to be that. I also but
1: the other fours. That's tough.
0: I don't think it's going to be Kenna.
1: Okay. Um... I think it's uh, between Death's Door and Inscription for me.
0: Oh, see, I was gonna say I think it's actually between Death's Door and Loop Hero because Loop Hero was such a big deal early on in the year. Um, but Death's Door is quite possibly my game of the year, and so I think it's Death's Door.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm down for Death's Door. I'm fix that there. You want to start with the next one?
0: Best ongoing, Apex Legends, Final Fantasy 14 Online, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, Call of Duty, Warzone. I think Apex Legends wins this.
1: I think Final Fantasy 14 wins this.
0: I think you're talking about press voting for this and stuff like that. I think Apex Legends wins this. Are you kidding? I, think they, I think they
1: love 14.
0: I think, I think they won it last year. You know what? You gave me Apex Legends last time. You can, yeah. we can do Final, Final Fantasy 14 this time. Okay. I still think, I'm just making it clear. I think Apex is going to win.
1: Okay watch we get it wrong and it's flipped
0: uh games for impact (laughs) for a thought-provoking game with a pro social meaning or message before your eyes boyfriend dungeon chicory a colorful tale life is strange two colors no longer home i've only played two of these um
1: i think chicory takes this from everything i've heard about
0: that game yeah i think so as well Honestly, and that's one of the games I have not played. I've played Boyfriend Dungeon and Life is Strange, but I I do think Chicory takes this.
1: Chicory. I want to, I definitely need to check that out when I get a chance. Yeah. Best performance.
0: Huh. All right. Have we've played I'm trying to see. We've played all these games. Okay. So I'm going to butcher some of these names. So we have Erica Mori as Alex Chen in Life is Strange, True Colors. We have Giancarlo Esposito as Anton Castillo in Far Cry 6. Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop. Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu in Resident Evil Village. And Osiyama Akaga as Juliana Blake in Deathloop. Now, for this is for voiceover, acting, motion, and or performance capture. I think that the little bit I played of Far Cry Six, Giancarlo Esposito is just doing Giancarlo Esposito, mm-hmm. except cranked up to eleven. Uh, I know there was a lot of hype about Lamy, Lady Dimitrescu. uh early on. I, I yeah, and I think it's more about her character model than it is the performance itself. Uh, although yeah. a fantastic performance, like everybody here uh although i haven't played i haven't finished far cry 6 cuz so i can't speak to that performance as much all these performances were absolutely fantastic and i agree with these people being nominated at least to four i think that jason kelly is is solely a voice acting performance um
1: it carries that game i mean the game yeah.
0: is great i uh. i'm i i think Erica Mori as Alex Chen wins this.
1: Really? Okay. I do. I, I do. haven't finished either, but I felt like Jason Kelly um, definitely was. I I I think who,
0: there, I I think his might be the coolest. Yeah. I think his might be the coolest. I think the best performance is, is is as Alex Chen.
1: Okay. I mean, I liked what I played of uh, Life is Strange: True Colors. Yeah. and so i need to get back to that
0: uh best audio design death loop for forza horizon 5 Ratchet and clank rift apart resident evil village returnal i think returnal wins Re- it Re- here returnal 100 yeah i think returnal wins it here
1: yeah um uh, just being able to hear where everything was coming from yeah. and just like the small pulses were great, great
0: uh best best score and music the Rful escape cyberpunk 2077 death loop marvel's guardians of the galaxy near replicant version 1.22474487139 i think that it sometimes is really tempting for these to go towards games like marvel's guardians of the galaxy because it is a licensed soundtrack uh, across the entire game for the most part and it is songs that you know and you love and it also does some pretty good things when you're in the huddle up and then you get those kind of like rock anthems to pump you up mm-hmm. i will say that i can't speak to cyberpunk 2077 i can't speak I- to near Replicant. i uh, artful escape was was fine i think death loop has the best soundtrack of any game i've played this year i left that game and actually started looking out for the soundtrack on Spotify so that I could listen to it, especially the end songs and the beginning songs on kind of repeat. And so it, my vote is for Deathloop.
1: I agree with you on Deathloop. I can't recall anything from Cyberpunk 2077 that stood out to me. Um, yeah. And I agree with you on Guardians that hmm. it, it it's licensed. Yes, they did come up with the Star-Lord band that was mm-hmm. original music, but yeah. um, I just think Deathloop felt more original there
0: all right oh boy this next category is tough so this is best art direction we have the artful escape death loop canna bridge of spirits psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart now i'm gonna i so okay so let's take out artful escape which i Mm -hmm. thought you know was artistic and, and and creative but i think a nomination is the best it deserves now my problem with this category is that it's for outstanding creative and or technical achievement. So I think that's why you see things like Kenna. You know, Kenna and Ratchet and Clank in this
1: because of do you think they count the instant I think loading? they do.
0: I think they do for Ratchet and Clank. Absolutely. For me See, this is tough because obviously Kenna is, is gorgeous. Kenna might be the best looking game out of all yeah. these. But as far as best art direction is concerned, I think that, uh, I think Psychonauts 2 is the most creative. Mm-hmm. I think Deathloop is the coolest, especially with like the text and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just think Psychonauts 2, everything I've seen of that game, the worlds they've crafted, the characters that they create, are so unique and disturbing yeah. in a way that, like... And it and it looks fantastic on top of that.
0: Uh, all right, so let's go Psychonauts 2. I, I actually think Deathloop is probably going to win this, but uh, I am fine with either Psychonauts 2 or Deathloop winning it. I wouldn't be surprised if Kenna won it. I think the other two should not win it.
1: I, I, oh. like, I agree with you. Deathloop has a cool text and stuff, but, like... I don't know if Art Direction speaks out to me because i feel like i've seen similar look in yeah right and like a bioshock i
0: i understand that yeah yeah i understand that argument all right best narrative death loop it takes two life has changed true colors marvel's guardian guardians of the galaxy psychonauts 2. so I think, rely on, rely I, think on on I think guardians i think guardians i think guardians should win this i think okay. guardians should win this that's uh I was
1: leaning towards um, i
0: think i think i loved psychonauts 2 life is strange death loop i love I, I don't think it takes two's narrative or, or, or character development like i don't i, I don't yeah. think it's sh- i think that's the weakest of this um and i think that yeah i think i think it's marvel's guardians of the galaxy i think you, that's where
1: you said you got emotional and i think life yes. is strange marvel's yes. guardians of the galaxy and psychonauts 2. But yes i think it's guardians but i think it's guardians it. okay
0: and it might be a recency bias although i did play all three of these fairly recently now that i think yeah. about it uh i think i think it i think it wins it i think it should win it honestly yeah. i think and that's the, like that's the, the what everybody talks about when yeah. they talk about this game
1: yeah and I, I think the, like we mentioned this before like the writing in guardians the team come up camaraderie and everything Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it just it's what saves that game. Uh, otherwise, it'll right. just be mediocre combat.
0: <laughs> Here we go. This is a good one. We're gonna disagree on this next one. Best game direction: Deathloop. It takes two. Returnal. Psychonauts two. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It takes two. I think Deathloop. I think death loop wins it, and I think Ooh, actually, there's
1: no Uh, I I can. What's your argument for that?
0: I just think when we're talking about like the actual vision and direction and design, Mm -hmm. like Deathloop has an aesthetic and they weave it through everything in that game. Mm -hmm. And I also think that we're talking about game direction and just the actual how that game works, you know, how you progress and how you build on your knowledge throughout that game, how it's not a rogue light, but it takes elements of that while making that kind of genre feel very accessible at the same time uh and it also kind of just makes you feel smart yeah. i think death wins this category i okay. think it should win it too um
1: I'll, I'll i'll give you that um i just i think honorable mention goes to it takes two for me just because yeah that game is just variety from beginning to end it doesn't feel like i'm ever repeating myself doing anything my yeah and, i think my
0: problem with it takes two is i think that first half is not as strong as that second half and that first okay. long like each level kind of outstays out it's welcome it does a little yeah
1: bit. I, I agree with you on that it's a death loop for game direction This could be a, uh, if we're right this is gonna be a very good year for microsoft yeah i mean i don't know if we're gonna, if we're
0: gonna yeah, be right <laughs> uh that's the thing is like uh, game awards very rarely do we see one game sweep a bunch of categories, you know? Yeah. Uh, it seems like for whatever reason, they try to... Even though it is press voted on and stuff like that, the love does kind of get spread around. So that's always the thing to keep in mind. Um Game of the Year. Deathloop, It Takes Two, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Resident Evil, Village.
1: Okay, I don't think dread ratchet or clank take it
0: i agree with you this is um hmm the funny thing is i think all of these games end up in my top 10 by the end of the year yeah um I, listen Psychonauts 2 and deathloop are
1: that's what i'm thinking
0: top 3 game of the year contender or, or and possibly game of the year for me uh it's tough because like I said it's it's those two it's Death Store and then probably Halo Infinite are are the ones I'm I keep going back and forth.
1: So what I, I are, are we are we I feel like we've been dismissing Resident Evil Village. I remember being singing his no, praises.
0: No. So Resident Evil Village is is in my top 10 for sure. Yeah. I, I think that Resident Evil Village is the, was the best pace game I played all year. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Do you think enough press will vote for Psychonauts 2? I feel like, I feel like <sighs> Deathloop is the game folks go out I, and vote I for.
0: know, I know. Well, I think, I, I think it's
1: Psychonauts 2 that should be the one that takes it.
0: I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you out of this list. I think that Psychonauts 2 should take it.
1: You know what? I think let's, th- let's go with our heart. Like, this is the work print <laughs> Gmail that's set up. On us. Yeah, so let's, right. Let's, let's vote with our heart and hope it's All right. the game.
0: That's fine. Let's do that. You know what? Because you know what the one complaint against Psychonauts 2 would be? Is that it's more Psychonauts. It's more better Psychonauts and better in every single way. But it is more Psychonauts, whereas I mean, Deathloop is... You
1: know. I mean, Deathloop is a culmination of everything yeah, okay, yeah. it's going to work towards, yeah. you know? It is but an Dundas, evolution of yeah.
0: uh, Dishonored. But, yeah, I mean, I, I want Psychonauts too, to win this category so bad.
1: Yeah. Oh, um, Some fun stuff that's also being announced at the Game Awards uh, tomorrow uh, for those that will be tuning in. The Halo trailer. And the Sonic 2
0: trailer. Yeah, the Sonic 2 trailer. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Uh, Exciting. Uh,
1: what time does this start so we can uh, properly get this? Uh... Um, that's a good question. Yeah, so, so that does it for our, all the dominees outside the eSports category. Um,
0: it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern.
1: 8 p.m. Eastern. So I yeah. we'll jump so, on. Probably like on 7.30ish. On. Yeah, Seven forty-five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, so yeah, category, as category w- players voice.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can you can check that out. I don't. I think they've been like, yeah. See, there's so many. Halo oh, is that Infinite. what they got it down to? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I think I think Halo Infinite wins it. Yeah. Actually,
1: it's, it's already up thirty-five percent over everything else. Yeah. Which is surprising, um, but quite nice.
0: Yeah, I think I think Halo Infinite will, will win it. Yeah. and Halo Infinite deserves to win it. Yeah. Um. All right, so that wraps up this week's podcast. Uh, we have a couple people in the chat, actually. Do you want to see if anybody has any questions or do you want to wrap this up? Because we took a little bit longer this week.
1: Yeah, um, if anyone's got questions, throw them out. But otherwise, why don't we start with yeah, we'll wrap-ups? S-
0: yeah, so as Blal stated, we will be live reacting and co-streaming the Video Game Awards tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will hop on the workprint Twitch.tv slash the workprint channel, probably around seven thirty, seven forty-five. Um, we are official <laughs> co-streaming partners, right? What's what's the official title?
1: Uh, official co-streamers, I think. Okay. I, yeah. I sent you a fancy. Uh, yeah. Overlay. Co-streaming. Like that. Yeah. Uh, Do I? I uh, yeah, co streamers. That's what they're calling <laughs> us.
0: All right. Well, we'll be on for that. Uh, in the meantime, you could follow me at Sunny Vice 20, sunnyvice20, S U N N Y V I C E 20, across pretty much every social media, uh, even on Xbox. And Bilal, where can people follow you?
1: Uh, you guys could follow me at Bilal underscore Mian, B I L A L underscore M I A N, over on Twitter. Uh, and keep an eye to the Workprint uh, Twitch account. Um, usually be found around there. Uh, our website's theworkprint.com. Uh, Christian Angela over at the site just did a podcast on Hawkeye, uh, the Disney Plus series. So uh, if you're already subscribed to the podcast feed, you can find uh, the episode there already, uh, where you recap where he recaps the first three episodes uh, of Hawkeye. Uh, I think it's a short thirty-four minute podcast, and then we know we got reviews of Yellow Jackets as well going up on the site currently. Um, and Yeah, and as Rob said, we'll be live streaming the Game Awards tomorrow, December ninth, uh, starting around seven thirty with the Game Awards uh, kicking off around uh, eight p.m. And I think it's probably going to be a long night—three hours, you guessing?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a, a very real possibility that. I tap out at some point and come back or something, you know? Yeah, we'll
1: be in and out.
0: Uh, Yep. But uh I mean definitely you, you'll be in and out for sure. I
1: don't know. I mean my my kids sleep until my wife my wife already knows, so I'm good. Oh, okay. All right, cool. All right. Yeah.
0: All right. So I think that wraps up the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. We got some new followers and a couple new subscribers this week. Always great to see. I keep telling people best way to support us is tell other people about us. You know, the more people we have in here in the chat, the better the pre-show is. And then at the end of the podcast, the better the end of the podcast is. Um, make sure to keep your notifications on and Bilal, thank you as well for being here every week. I know you don't have the most time in the world to, you know, play I, games, but I'm I glad that it. you're dead. I'm glad that you dedicate time to the podcast every week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm loving you and your sign back there. Thanks for yeah. hosting week after week. Yeah, no, my pleasure.
0: I think I'm actually going to, people who are just listening to this and not watching it, I think I'm going to lower the sign even more uh, so that I can bring the camera down a little bit more so you can see more of me because I feel like I'm a little low in frame right now. Yeah. But, hey, we're working Hey, we're upgrading. You know, I got a new. I got a new chair. Anyway, <laughs> until next time, bye-bye.